0: Are you ready? Are you ready? For a podcast hosted by George T. Who the hell are you? I am the movie geek. Who are you? I am the movie geek. You are such a key. (laughs) Thank you. And now, on with the show. Showtime. It's showtime. Here we go. Welcome back to the Movie Geek podcast. My name is George Dino and I'm your host and we've got a pretty good show today. We've got the SAG Awards coming up as the award season continues to go and go and go. And then I have a review of the new Cohen movie, uh, Drive Away Dolls. Uh, definitely, definitely want to drive away after this one. We'll also have the top Cohen brother movies that I've enjoyed. And it's time for a review, Ethan Cohen's Drive Away Dolls. So, from what I've read of this before, and and uh, I've I've liked the Cohen brothers so. Uh, individually they've only come up with a few movies. Uh, I think honestly after this bombed I think they should go try to mend a few bridges or whatever they need to and get back to doing what they do best and that is making movies together. So Driveaway Dolls was an idea that was pitched back in 1999. The brothers could not get The funding or the pushing for this movie so they had to shelve it but Ethan wanted to keep it around long enough to hopefully maybe one day make this movie so it sat around and then by the time COVID came in 2020 so this movie had been sitting kind of shelved away as a script for 20 years and let's just say 20 years probably should have thrown this one away just just throwing it out there um So, this movie has a pretty decent cast. It's got some uh, cameos by uh, Pedro Pascal, who is literally in the movie for maybe five minutes. And then Matt Damon is in this movie as well. He is in it only for a brief period of time at the end of the movie. All right, so let's get into this now. So, I give this a thumbs down. Um, Again, the Coen brothers... Really good together. Um, I think Cohen's separate. Maybe not as good. So for that reason, I will spoil most of the movie. If you're a fan of kind of dry comedy or lesbian porn, this might be a movie for you. And here's why I say this. So storyline goes, there are two female friends. They are lesbians. One is a very promiscuous lesbian in this where she's literally having sex with uh, many many women in this film and you get to see some of it. So like I said it's kind of lesbian porn. She has a tight stuck up kind of friend who's looking for love but is very shy. That isn't the whole story. So the two friends decide that they want to take a little road trip and so they decide they're going to go down to tallahassee where the shy friend's family is from so they want to go and rent a car so they go to a rental place it's a drive share place and so they just go in and they take this car down to tallahassee meanwhile there was a phone call at this place that was looking for somebody to take this car down to Tallahassee so when the w- women come in and ask you know we need a car uh, we're going to Tallahassee well the guy behind the desk assumes that this phone call came in and they were going to pick up the car so they take the car and they head off now three mobsters come in and are looking for the car well you know what happens now They've got to go and find the girls. So the girls are on a road trip, and like I said, their promiscuous one is going to every dyke bar they can, and she's taking women back to the hotel. Like again, it's just a crazy to having to keep you know harping on the fact that she is promiscuous. Again, it doesn't have any real detail to the story. It just kind of adds a watchability apparently. So now they start to realize that somebody is looking for the car as they find out from the promiscuous's ex-girlfriend who tries to contact her and say there are two guys that are looking for the car. So they have to figure out why these guys are looking for the car. So they go into the trunk because they blew out a tire. And they find that there is no spare. So obviously Natural Curiosity sees a briefcase. They're not sure if they can open it or they should open it. But they also see a hat box that has some cool mist coming out of it. Well... and behold it has ice in it and opened it up and Pedro Pascal's head is in it. So now we have to figure out why Pedro Pascal's head is in it and what is in that briefcase he was carrying at the beginning of the movie. So they don't go all the way down to Tallahassee. They go into Tallahassee but they don't go and see her family just yet because they're not sure if these guys have gotten there yet or whatever. So they check themselves into a hotel. So, randomly, they just decide to open up this briefcase, and lo and behold, we find out what the secret is in the briefcase. It is five dildos. <laughs> just, <laughs> just randomly in, <laughs> oh my god. Like, and I was like, oh, what are we doing? What, what, what are we doing? So, natural Curiosity takes over for the promiscuous one, and she decides she's going to take one of them and use it. Wow. Again, not sure the parameters of this movie or why this needed to be done. Uh, well, anyway. So mobster guys find find them they take them to a racetrack underground and we start to find out the plot of this movie and why these dildos are in being hunted so apparently during the movie there was a bunch of psychedelic scenes where miley cyrus just showed up out of nowhere and she was talking to a young matt damon who we kind of saw in that whole thing talking about, you know, wanting to have sex with him and do all this nasty stuff. We didn't know what happened to this. So eventually the plot is explained that Matt Damon's character is a senator who is running for re-election and possibly a presidential run. But these dildos have been in secret hiding and apparently somebody had found out about these dildos and wanted to blackmail the senator at this point i'm completely lost and just are like can we just finish the movie at this point so they figure out you know the girls don't really know much of anything but one of them is missing well, the promiscuous one never put the fifth one back, but there's still four in there. But the fifth one was the senators. Everybody else in there was, you know, a high-end general or something like that. And again, it's just laughable that a premise would be like this. So apparently Myri character character made, made these dildos of famous people that she met along the way. Again, just randomly we throw Miley Cyrus in there. And I thought it was just kind of some kind of transition between the movie cut scenes. But little did I know. So the girls watch these guys, you know, trying to interrogate them. And then all of a sudden, one of the guys just starts shooting the other two. And lets the girls go. So now the girls know that, oh my god, the senator. So they do an extortion on Matt Damon. So Matt Damon meets them in a dive bar, or a dike bar. Wow, shocker there. So he gives them money and they get he gets his dildos back and whatever. But where this kind of goes even more sideways is once this whole thing is done, the transaction's over with, they're out on the street and the ex-girlfriend is down there To confront their promiscuous one. And she's a cop. So all of a sudden, Matt Damon decides to put on a robber's mask. And runs back at them to try to grab the money. He gets shot and killed. And then everything just blows up. Like, again, this movie had just too much in it to make any kind of a sense of this movie. So, please... Probably just skip this one. If you are a Cohen fan, this is definitely not one for you. Which leads me to the Cohen Brothers Together. Have made some amazing movies. Here are my top five. And maybe one of these or two of these may not be on your list if you are a Cohen fan, but The Lady Killers is number five. That's what Tom Hanks. Burn after reading. Big Lebowski. I mean everybody's favorite is Big Lebowski. Fargo was huh, it was awesome. Francis McDermott. And then No Country for Old Men was a very, very good movie. Obviously it, it won a whole bunch of awards. Uh, so those are my top five of Cohen Brothers movies. So please guys try to get back together. Make good movies. It finished eighth in the box office making only $2.5 million and my $12 went to that. But the, speaking of the weekend box office, the top three movies were Barb Marley for the second weekend in a row, Demon Slayer, which is an anime movie the, in its first week, and it came out at a great time because it was during school vacation week, and so that was number two, and Ordinary Angels, now, came in third. Now, I didn't see this in a lot of theaters that I looked up, so this is very limited to me. I wanted to see this this is one of my ones that i had mentioned that i wanted to see so i need to actually find out where this is playing uh and then of course madam webb i told you last week wasn't going to be anywhere near the top three it was number five this week and dropping steadily and of course the big one for this week dune 2 i am seeing this this weekend and i will have a spoiler free review of the movie on the next week's podcast so tune in for that before Driveaway Dolls, there was a bunch of movie trailers, and some I'd already seen, so we'll go over those quickly. Uh, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, uh, there is a new one for that. It looks very, very good. I finally get to see what Walter Peck is doing back in here. He is still at it, trying to stop the Ghostbusters from doing good for new york it looks like it's going to have some of the same humor and comedy we've got the original ghostbusters except for obviously spangler and it does not look like rick moranis is going to be in this but janine milner is suited up in this one now and so it just looks like this will definitely be a movie to see this one comes out at the end of march so i will definitely be seeing that a quiet place day one a very new trailer for this And you get to see the actual creatures in this one. Whereas before, you didn't really know what they looked like until the very end. So hopefully, this will be very good. It's got a brand new cast, obviously. Uh, Will not focus on the family that was in the first two. So uh, this will be a different take on this. So it does look very good. This comes out on June 28th. I also saw a... Trailer for Love Lies Bleeding, this has Kristen Stewart and Jenna Malone and Ed Harris. Ed Harris is playing a drug-dealing father, so the premise of this movie is Kristen Stewart's character falls hard for a recluse, reclusive gym manager an ambitious bodybuilder who's headed to Vegas to pursue her dream. They fall in love but soon it leads to violence as they get pulled into a violent criminal empire run by Ed Harris. So this movie has a lot of drama and action and it looks pretty good. It's coming out on March 8th. Another trailer I saw was a movie called The American Society of Magical Negroes. So this movie comes out on March 15th. It is a comedy and it's got a pretty good cast. Um, Justin Smith is your lead character. David Ellen Greer is kind of his mentor in this as well. Uh, Nicole Breyer is in this movie. So the premise of this film is a young man gets recruited by the uh, society who's dedicated their lives to making white people's lives easier. Although initially enamored with his new superpowers, he begins to question the value of using supernatural means to do the very thing he felt obligated to do in the first place. So again, this is a very comedic film. uh, It looked pretty funny to me. So I don't know how good it's going to be, but it is coming out on March 15th. And the last trailer I saw was a film by Guy Ritchie. We love Guy Ritchie films. So this one is called The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. It stars Henry Cavill, Alan Richardson, Carrie Elwes, and many others. It just is... A crazy looking trailer. This is billed as a true story about a secret British organization founded by Winston Churchill. Their irregular warfare tactics would help change the course of World War II. I don't know if it's true or not, but it does look uh, very interesting. And I can't wait to see this film. April 19th is the date it comes out. All right, so now we're going to transition to another award show, the SAG Awards, the Screen Actors Guild Awards. So I'm going to go through this briefly to let you know who were the nominees and the winners of this. So we'll start a stunt ensemble in a television series. The award went to The Last of Us. Uh, It was up against Ahsoka, Barry, Beef, and The Mandalorian. So congratulations to that. Stunt ensemble in a motion picture. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning wins over Barbie, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Indiana Jones, and John Wick 4. Male actor in a television movie or limited series. Steven Yen for Beef was the winner. He won over Matt uh, Boomer for Fellow Travelers, John Hamm for Fargo, David Olo, sorry I mispronounced your name, Lawman Bass Reeves, and Tony Shalhoub for Mr. Monk's Last Case. Female Actor in a Television Movie or Limited Series, Ali Wong, one for Beef over, and I'm going to mess up these names, Uzo Abduba for Painkiller, Catherine Han for Tiny beautiful things. Brie Larson in Lessons in Chemistry. Belle Powell for A Small Light. Although Brie Larson though was pretty good in Lessons in Chemistry. So eh. male actor in a comedy series. Went to Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. He has been winning all of these major awards uh, in this category. Uh, Over Brett Goldston for Ted Lasso. Bill Hader for Barry. Ebon Moss Backrock for The Bear as well, and Jason Sarkis for Ted Lasso. Female actor in a comedy series. The winner was Aya Ida Burrow for The Bear. Sorry again, I mispronounced it. Um, over Alex borsten for The mar- uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Also, Rachel Bronson, Quinta Bronson for Abbott Elementary, and Hannah Waddenman for Ted Lasso. So those names are very familiar. And Quinta Bronson won in a few other shows, so good to see some variety there. And now, ensemble in a comedy series. The winner was The Bear. That one Has definitely won a lot of awards throughout this whole thing. I mentioned it before with Jeremy Allen White. Uh, This this took the win over Abbott Elementary. Barry, Only Murders in the Building. Ted Lasso, Only Murders in the Building. I will say this again, is very funny and is a really good show. I'm surprised it does not win more awards. Male actor in a drama series. The winner was Pedro Pascal for The Last of Us. He was really good as uh, Joel In this, and I cannot wait for season two, just like I said in the last episode, over Brian Cox and Kieran Culkin for Succession, also Matthew McBadden for Succession, and Billy Curda for The Morning Show. Female actor in a drama series went to Elizabeth DePick. For The Crown, winning over Jennifer Aniston for The Morning Show, Bella Ramsey for The Last of Us, Carrie Russell for The Diplomat, and Sarah Snook for Succession, although I will say Carrie Russell in The Diplomat, very, very good. Ensemble in a drama series, the winner was Succession, no doubts there. It was uh, a big winner in other award shows. Uh, This one over The Crown, The Gilded Age, The Last of Us, and The Morning Show. Male actor in a supporting role. Robert Downey Jr. wins for Oppenheimer. He was really good in this film, and I hope that he does well in the Oscars uh, this year as well. I'll have my Oscar predictions and a very special award prediction show at another time. It will not be part of the weeklies. Over Sterling Brown for American Fiction, William Defoe for Poor Things, Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon, and Ryan Gosling in Barbie. Female actor in a supporting role goes to Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. Over, Emily Blunt of Oppenheimer, Daniel Brooks for The Color Purple, Penelope Cruz for Ferrari, and Jodie Foster in Nyad. Male actor in a leading role went to Calvin Murphy for Oppenheimer. Over, Bradley Cooper from Maestro, Coleman Domingo in Rustin. He was actually in Drive Away Dolls as well. Uh, Paul Giamatti, Holdovers, and Jeremy Wright for American Fiction. Female actor in a leading role went to Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. She becomes the first indigenous woman to win a Screen Actors Guild Award. Congratulations to her. She won it over Annette Benning for Niad, Carey Mulligan for Maestro, Margot Robbie for Barbie and Emma Stone in Poor Things. So that category was really loaded, and Lily Gladstone came away with it. Congratulations to her. And the final one of the nights was the cast in a motion picture. Your winner, Oppenheimer. And again, I've said it before and I'll say it again. My prediction for the movie of the year is Oppenheimer. Spoiler alert, I don't care. You're going to listen to my podcast anyway. But I'm telling you now, Oppenheimer is my number one. And it won over American Fiction, Barbie, The Color Purple, and Killers of the Flower Moon. I only have one question as to why the color purple was actually in this category when it hasn't been in any of the major awards in any of the other shows. It's been in the awards shows obviously for character and production value and stuff but has never been in a motion picture nomination so I just questioned that one. All right so there are your Screen Actors Guild Award winners. Don't forget, we've got next week a Dune review. It will be spoiler-free. Trust me, I'm not going to spoil this one. But this is going to do big numbers. It's going to do at least, I think, at least you know, 300 million dollars at the box office. It's a three-hour-long movie, so that might not get to 300 million but i think when this comes out it's going to be visually stunning rotten tomatoes has given it a huge push so this is going to be a winner for a very long time it might in the entire month of March, I don't really see anything really coming at it that will be worthy of taking it over. Uh, you know, I, I know that, uh, you know, Kung Fu Panda 4 is coming out, and I know Ghostbusters Frozen Empire is coming out, but I don't see either one of those taking over that spot for a while. So, Dune 2 review next week we'll also have some latest news on some movies coming up and coming out soon we'll also have review of a few other movies Um, spaceman comes out on netflix uh, with adam sandler that was one that had piqued my interest and uh, there's a few others that i'll be watching for the weekend so again thank you very much for listening and i hope that you're enjoying this look out for a bunch of different things that i'm working on coming up i have no idea I keep mentioning the Razzie's Razzie one is being done over and it's going to have a a lot of fun with and I will hope that you will enjoy that when it drops obviously my Oscar one is being worked on and I've got several other ones Marvel DC Star Wars just I'm going to keep hyping these up so when they drop that you guys will jump on it I want to thank you all for listening and I will see you at the movies See you next time. Bye. Waiting for you. Goodbye. 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 Hasta la vista, baby. That's all, folks.